Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Phil Spencer takes the bullet. The silver bullet for Redfall. Is he a werewolf? Does that not work on vampires? The wooden dagger. I don't recall. There was a movie where there was wooden bullets. He, what is this, Abraham Lincoln? I don't know. Vampire Hunter? Maybe. I don't remember what it was. I don't know what it was. Uh, Gamers 2 Podcast. Weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry and anything else that might pique our interests. I can't say that I'm up on my uh, mythological slayings. I don't know anything anymore. Things change. Also, I the forget subtitle things. of this podcast. Things. We know nothing. We know nothing. Anymore. But we will we'll act like we know everything. Don't you worry. That's why I'm here. We know everything. And we're probably going to talk a lot about how we could single-handedly fix all the studios that Microsoft has. Yes. Among other things. As, as is tradition. The cards dictate and everything. I have enough arrogance in this room for the two of us. Which is not a good mixture because I have a fair amount myself. Then couple that with the idea that we can fix anything. Even multi-billion dollar corporations. Yes. Overnight, seemingly. (laughs) In the roughly hour and a half or less that this podcast will take to record. Yo, we're like keyboard warriors, but with microphones. Microphone warriors. Couch driver. What's it? Couch driver. Couch. I like that. I don't know what that means. I don't know either. But I like it. Couch. Couch critic. Couch. Armchair. Armchair. What is that saying? I I don't know either. We don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Who am I? Who am I? <laughs> I'll never forgive the Japanese. Uh, I place this curse on the Japanese. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mike Tyson. Good old Mike Tyson. Hey. Hey. If you can't fix multi-billion dollar companies... And you need something to do with your spare time. You could play a new video game that just released. That sucks. Like number one Redfall for the (laughs) PC and Xbox Series X. Hey, good news is it's on Game Pass if you wanted to try it. Game Pass. Bad news. 
Whoo boy, game's not uh not not great. No, no, Google, stop that. I did not summon you. <clears throat> Oogly googly, always listening. Number two, Age of Wonders four for the PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Number three, Grindstone for the PlayStation Xbox. Number four, Silica for the PC. Number five, Tape to Tape. Now, did you already start reading? Uh, I started to. I made it like five words in. Can you guess what it's about? Tape I, to Tape for the PC. I read that far in. Okay, so what's it about? My tell- a- okay. <laughs> I was like, gonna, I tell I was, you. I was gonna ask you, but then I was like, honestly, he might not remember the five words he just read, so we'll we'll just read what I'm gonna write anyway. A tape to tape is a rogue light hockey game where every choice matters on your journey to build the best hockey team. Choose your path, hire unique players, discover synergies between them, pick unique abilities, bribe the referees. Or visit the Blade Master on your way to restore hockey's former glory. It's a real interesting sounding game. It looked interesting. Your typical like arcade hockey style, so kind of top downy. Yeah, that's exactly what I was imagining. Through, yeah, it's exactly. Oh, yeah, it's right there. Number six, Jected Rivals for the PC. Number seven, Mia and the Dragon Princess, or Maya, I'm not sure, for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number eight, Propagation Paradise Hotel for PC VR and the Quest. Number nine, if you have started reading already, I'm going to stop you. You speed boy. Number (laughs) nine, Space Gladiators for PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Ever dreamt of being a space potato? All the time. Now's your chance. Space Gladiators is a 2D hand-drawn roguelike platformer following a bunch of captives fighting their way out of a planet prison. Defeat hordes of aliens in the gladiatorial arenas and earn your freedom. Are they Are they saying you're a potato? Space potato specifically. Okay. Because they say the statement, ever dreamt of being a space potato. Then there's no reference to the potato thing again. So I wasn't sure, like, if Space Potato was, like, a known saying? Or is it literally a Space Potato? We're just going to go with Space Potato. Okay. I like it. I don't think it's the saying, like, Couch Potato is. Okay. Number 10, Duru, about mole rats and depression for the PC. Well, I know a lot about one of those. Number 11, Hogwarts Legacy comes to PlayStation and Xbox, the old generation. Number 12, Hometopia for the PC. And oh, Matt, let me tell you, you know how houses right now are expensive. Yep. I got a cheaper solution. Hometopia. Live digitally. Build better together. Hometopia is a co-op free-to-play game that turns players into designers and developers of the best-looking homes in the virtual world. How is it co-op? Two designers? Too many cooks? I don't know. <laughs> Too I'm many just, cooks? I'm just reading descriptions. Number <clears throat> 13, These Doomed Isles, The First God for PC. I'm still hung up on the Hometopia thing. That's all right, though. But it's free to play. Yeah. So you can go design your own home. Might need to check it out. And just have depression when you realize how much homes cost. Yep. <laughs> 
It's like, oh, you want a nicer home? You want to live the American dream? Get the fuck out. <laughs> Do it in a different country. <laughs> Curious. Because I don't know conversion rates or housing markets in other countries. I know Canada can be relatively expensive, especially around cities. But I'm just curious what, like, if you transplant a rural, excuse me, a rural Northeast America in Germany, what is, does it cost the same? Do they also spike? I don't, I don't know. I don't know global markets. I think that, so. Or housing from, markets in, in Europe. As of like six months to a year ago, my understanding of the issue, and it, it's more of North America than anything else, and it, but I think. It's somewhat applicable to worldwide is like outside of like economic situations. A part of the issue is the fact that any country where foreign foreign entities and foreign people can buy property are having issues. Ah. And that's why like the U S and Canada are having such a big issue with it is because these foreign entities and large corporations and foreign people are buying property in the cities. And then that's forcing people out. And it's now it's just kind of like a tidal wave. Ah, I see. We do what, what one would call the ripple effect. Yes. And it's very prom. It's actually worse in Canada. Interesting. So like I last, like in, in the past year as just like a, you know, explorative like thing where I was like, ah, oh, I wonder, you know, can't get anything here just out of curiosity like what could i get a camp in canada you know or something like yeah, that ten dollars for a lake house like yeah. it's got to be cheap right yeah i looked in it They're was canadian <laughs> i was like all right well let's go a couple hundred miles away from a city small town oh that's nice looked at the house house comparable to like in size to our house four hundred and something thousand dollars <laughs> yeah <laughs> The only place you're finding deals in Canada is if you go the wrong places, way out there, and it's uh, like an you're in off, the frozen north. It's in like an off the grid cabin, yeah, you know, yeah. in the woods somewhere. It's, you're your own internet provider. Yeah, yeah. But that's Vancouver's like, probably nice. I imagine the Canada would probably be a really nice place. That to... I know there's like a there's a few uh, shows that have filmed in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. It looks like it'd be a nice place. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. We got Anyways. a lot. Actually, there's... We got a big one. Yeah. yeah. The first two are pretty large, and they're the same thing. They are. They are the same thing. And they're quote heavy, because the quotes were just... The, what was being said, there wasn't a good way to break it up, and it was substantive enough to where it was just like, fuck it. It, as far as I'm concerned, we're going to talk about it, but I think it's worth listening to if you're in, intrigued at all. Yeah, I would agree. And at that point, I'll turn it over to Matt. All right, number one. Uh, Phil Spencer says, making great games wouldn't be enough for Xbox to claw out of third place in the console race. In an appearance on the kind of funny, is it Xcast or Crosscast? Xcast. Xcast. Xbox. X-Cast. Okay, so it's the Xbox specific one? Yes. Okay. Uh, Spencer laid out the reason for the company's pursuit of subscription services like Game Pass and cloud gaming technology. Quote, we're not in the business of out-consoling Sony or out-consoling Nintendo. There isn't really a great solution or win for us. 
And I know that will upset a ton of people, but the truth of the matter is when you're third place in the console marketplace and the top two players are as strong as they are and have, in certain cases, a very discreet focus on doing deals and other things that kind of make being Xbox hard for us as a team. And that's on us, not on anybody else. End quote. Later on, he said, quote, it's just not true that if we go off and build great games, all of a sudden you're going to see console share shift in some dramatic way. We lost the worst generation to lose in the Xbox One generation, where everybody built their digital libraries of games. Uh, This idea that if we just focus more on great games on our consoles, that somehow we're going to win the console race, I think that doesn't relate to the reality of most people, end quote. Spencer said around 90% of people who buy consoles each year are already in one of the three main console ecosystems. And the switching costs are higher now that people have established digital libraries they can carry forward from a prior generation. Um, I thought this was interesting because it's, I never really thought about the digital side of it and having a digital library. Yes. Because I'm, you were we're kind of a rarity in that we don't, we wouldn't mind switching console generations per se. I I think, I think we're also in a rarity that we wouldn't do what is defined as a switch. We play both sides of the fence. Mm Mm-hmm. We get around. We're sluts. We're game sluts. That's a new podcast name. Game sluts. Game sluts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I lo- If we could monetize it on YouTube, man, that'd be one hell of a fucking game sluts. Yeah, game sluts, and it's just a new new episode each week of us just playing all the games we can find on yeah. some with some parameters. Yeah. This week we got the Virtual Boy. <laughs> this week on Game Sleuths. Uh, good hey, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Play through way too much stupid shit. <laughs> on all these different consoles. Game Sleuths. We got a special episode for this week. We go outside. <laughs> it's just like, it's a... <laughs> The logo is like a PS2 or a GameCube with the lid open, but it's really loose. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's man. We got us. Anyway, um, he's right. It's it's a hard thing for not. uh, I think the other problem is that you and I both, uh, as much as we like to disagree about certain things, we agree ninety five percent of the time. Yeah, Um, fundamentally. (laughs) <laughs> which is a scary thought when you when you think about it knowing who we are yeah. uh, <laughs> two people in a room fundamentally agreeing 95% of the time uh, but in the discussion of I thought it was interesting he considered them third in the console race yeah that he's even acknowledging Nintendo beating them mm-hmm. because I feel like Nintendo's on their own island doing whatever the hell they want yeah, but at the same, I get the sentiment I, though. I, I get what he means, mm-hmm. but like from a from a, my perspective, Nintendo's not competing with PlayStation or Xbox. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of there as the the successful like middle child. Yeah, but there's no there's no older brother younger brother problem. They just are there. Yeah. Uh but it he's correct with the. Actually, do we... Okay, we're mostly talking about Redfall in the next one, so I'm not going to... I won't mention anything Redfall there. But when he says that... And I don't... 
screw it. I'm going to bring up a lot of things that aren't necessarily that we said, but I know are in the, That's fine. In the That's, conversation. That was, this he, was a really long At interview. one point, he basically says, great games are not going to fix the gener- like the sales gap. Yeah. Which is, if you're a fanboy in any way, hard to understand. Be- because you just would go, yeah, you guys don't have anything great to compete. But if you did, obviously people would come play it. And it's like, it's yeah. not... We're, we're past the point of great far, games being able to influence console sales. Especially in, in terms of a Switch moment. Yeah. No one is going to be going and like selling their PlayStation to play the next Forza. It's not happening. Yeah. That doesn't happen anymore anyway. Which he says that exact statement with in regards to Starfield. Yeah. Starfield can be an 11 out of 10. No one's selling their PlayStation to play it. You yeah. just wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, partially because of the way that they've now tried to build their ecosystem, but also because you know you, people don't switch consoles like that. No. And uh, go ahead. No, I was going to say like the rarity, like it's rare for we're rare in that. I think we would consider doing it between console generations. Right, but we specifically the, did from the 360 to the PS4. Yeah. Which is where all of these problems stem from. They lost with Xbox One so hard. Yep. But, like, that is a rarity. Most people, like, once you're in a console gener- or once you're in a console ecosystem, you're in that ecosystem. Right. And so now I'm, I'm going to read a thread from Twitter. Oh, boy. This is from Shinobi602. I know that name. Why do I know that name? You've probably seen him. He's always around. Okay. Do we do? Did you do you have something from Shinobi in here? I think we do, but I don't think it's anything Xbox related. Which would be really Listen, iPad. Oh yeah, according to Weather I will Industry, snap Insider you Shinobi. over my knee. Uh it's it's in the rumor roundup. So okay. it's nothing, yeah. But he just uh or they, I don't know if who actually runs this account. Um had a thread regarding a lot of the stuff about Phil's conversation. Okay. And Everything he writes in it is, I'm going to keep saying he, sorry. Uh, everything they write in it is very, I think we would agree with for the most part. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to kind of read it. We'll use that as our agreement point. Maybe we'll differ somewhere in there, but I doubt it. And then we'll move on to the Redfall thing. Don't assume my agreement. I always assume you. So, anyway, here we go. Uh, There's been a lot of interesting conversations and misinterpretations since yesterday about Phil Spencer, Xbox, the games industry in general. I think a lot of people still haven't come to terms that the console market shifted dramatically 10 years ago. The Xbox One generation was a massive setback for the Xbox brand. There's just no other way to put it. Phil literally said as much, and he's 100% right in that it was the worst gen to lose because digital library continuity became a thing, and Sony cemented itself in that space. Exactly what we were saying. Yep. Once you build up a giant digital library, it becomes harder to convince the layman to move. Yeah. It's what Apple did years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's Apple's whole business model. Once you're in the ecosystem, you can't leave the ecosystem. Right. Because you basically have to literally start over. Continuing, the damage done by Xbox One can't be stressed enough. To go from the 360 to being outsold two or three to three to one across the world was a disaster. 
Its later years saw meager major exclusives, while Sony continued to rain down must-play blockbuster AAAs, Japanese titles, and expert marketing. That whole generation players were flocking to the PlayStation ecosystem, and awesome first-party exclusives being the tip of the spear. That overwhelmingly strong competition led to Microsoft stopping, rethinking, and essentially inventing Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Agreed. They needed to pivot. They realized the console was lost. Now we go market share. Screw the console. Yep. The competition spurred innovation. The trouncing that Nintendo got with the Wii U from its confusing messaging, cumbersome controller, and on-off droughts of first-party games led them to re- really iterate on the concept with the Switch, and they corrected the first-party drought. Microsoft is now basically in a similar spot. It's not defeatist for Phil to acknowledge that they cannot rise to the top of the console market. PlayStation has essentially become the cool-to-have Apple of gaming. Nintendo's too strong. These are impenetrable walls. I will say at this point, for now. Mm -hmm. What they're doing now is an attempt to, to retroactively fix their problems. This is now me talking, not him, uh, to retroactively fix their problems and in six years, could it flip back the other way? 100%. Oh, yeah. There is all there is that chance within gaming to always make those adjustments, but you have to, you have to course correct so hard. Yeah, I mean, it was clearly like they... They lost, they reassessed, and they attacked from a different vector. That's basically what it is. Right. So back to the thread. That's exactly why Microsoft is trying to go all in on play anywhere you want and any devices you want. Because reaching as many people as possible is their best chance. Console, PC, cloud subscriptions, they know they have to adapt or they won't last. Phil's comment that wasn't that uh, great games won't change the console market is true. Like Shinobi said, Sony is just too strong now. Even if Starfield is an 11 out of 10, it will not change the stakes. Sony will continue pumping out AAA blockbusters as well, and people's accounts are entrenched. But I do understand and agree with comments out of there that consistent great games over time do change the conversation, pulling players towards your platform. We saw it at the end of PS3 going mm-hmm. into PS4, yada, yada. Yeah, I mean, that's the big thing. Great games on the, the consistently good games, I think, is the key because that's what you right. see from Sony. Because just doing one Starfield doesn't... You have to make six Starfields. Yeah. Yeah. If if Starfield is an 11 out of 10. Yep. Um, those are what pull people into your ecosystem, system sellers, so to speak, and makes them loyal customers. And that definitely has to change from Xbox's side and why Microsoft went on a shopping spree and acquired some 15 studios in the last several years. Give themselves, again, the biggest chance. Wide net methods at this point. Mm-hmm. Xbox needs those experiences unique to its ecosystem so it stands out and can offer something others don't. So it attracts players from other ecosystems or all new players. The big gap they need to shore up. Sony recognized its gap with games as a service, hence its expansion there. Or I should rather say attempted expansion because they are very behind on that on that front. Mm-hmm. Shifting your focus and priority when you see that you are down isn't giving up. It's understanding that you can grow by doing what you've been. You can't grow by doing what you've been doing. Nintendo recognized this with the GameCube and pivoted to do its own thing with the Wii, leading to some of its best years. The PS2, Xbox, and GameCube generation saw Sony absolutely decimate the competition with the PS2, which in turn led to a refocused Microsoft that delivered arguably one of the best consoles ever made in the 360. Full of amazing exclusives, great Japanese support, killer apps all the stuff that you wanted out of the 360. Not to mention 
then Sony bottled the PS3. Uh, We need to have a very strong Xbox because the competition is what we all want, obviously. Riding the coattails of the PS2 led to us getting the PS3 after all, but it was a rough start. I've actually seen a lot of the off-base takes since yesterday, some laughing, mocking, and even hoping for Xbox to just disappear and vice versa in the past with Sony. Weird. You want them all to be good because you want competition. Same reason WoW players should want Final Fantasy to be good because you need something to compete against. Yeah. That's really all it kind of surmises itself to in that conversation. But yeah, pretty much everything that we would say, they just happen to already write it for us. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think that's kind of like why that reassessment and then moving towards the idea of xCloud and Game Pass, like that was probably a big motivator. Like the only thing that could have changed as far as hardware goes, the only thing that could have changed Xbox's fortunes would have been that streaming stick. Yes. And I'm assuming, which I think is still coming. I think it's on the table. I think the technology is not quite there to be what it needs to be, but it's getting there with, I think they've always just been, if you have a a conference table of sorts that you're talking about, where it's always on the table, I think they just kind of slide it down the rungs of the table a little bit while they move up. Some other things that are immediate priority. And then they go, that always that idea is always there. It, it not, yeah. not in like a break glass kind of way, but it's always there. Yeah, I think they're wait. I think they're holding on to it and constantly because the thing is with hardware, you need to. It's got to. It's timing. It's all timing, right? It's, and so, like, say the next console generation comes around, and we're at the point to where you can stuff one of these APUs in a stick, right? And it'll run fourteen forty p content. Or maybe 4K content decently, it, I think and you can upscale the rest. It's that, that the timing thing mm-hmm. with the technology thing, but also with the. It's not like they're putting it on the back burner. It even if they whatever they say, there's yeah. no way they're doing this in practice. If they're you know smart and actually trying to do what they're talking about, they're doing. You put it on the back burner while constantly iterating on it. Yeah. It's just not your focus, but you always have an engineer team going, what's the new technology? How can we move it in? Yeah. And you always have it ready to essentially be, the, can I mass produce this and have a, thou- a million the pieces of them are there. by Christmas? The pieces are there. So you, you have the next-gen handheld APU. So like AMD just came out with their Z1. I'm sure Intel or ARM, or like whoever, someone has something else in the works to compete. Yeah. So we're moving up rungs there. The big hot thing in graphics right now as far as making um, making them run better is your upscaling tech, your FSR, CDLSS. You take those two components, give them a couple more generations to develop, smash them together, yep. and, and you got keep, a lovely package. Keep building yourself that little device that's constantly ready and just at any point be able to go, we can flip the switch now and start production. We have a million by Christmas. Yep. and They're $50 a piece. Nuts. That's weird. Uh, yeah. $50 a piece. Boom. Done. People can hook up their existing Xbox controllers or buy a new one. It comes with one for the starter pack that costs a little bit more. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Be done with it. Bang. Boom. There's your Game Pass library. It's done. There. Yeah. That slides us forward into... And also, it's everything you talked about with hardware. Watching Netflix already attempt this watching Stadia tried something similar with using the Chromecast for it. So it's like 
We're moving they've, there. They've watched people do this. Yeah, we're... the entire time, theirs is just incubating. Yep. Yep. We're... It'll be there eventually. And right. it's just a matter of, like... And in the meantime... Are they going to be ready at that perfect time? And in the meantime, hey... Oh, you guys are all making new devices? I have Game Pass to supplement that if you'd like. See, now imagine that, though. All right, so Perfect World... Tell me it wouldn't be spectacular to have you have an Xbox streaming stick. You could slap it into the back of your TV. Yeah. And then you have your Asus handheld. And you have xCloud and Game Pass. And it's seamless. Like, perfect world. You're walking. You you can literally do that cheesy commercial thing. Walk in the house playing your game pad. Toss it on the couch. Sit down yeah. with your controller and pick it up go, immediately. It goes back to everything that was in those commercials from the PSP era. Yeah. Discussing like, I specifically remember them saying, like, yeah, you can play the show on the subway, and then you come home and you just plug it into your console. It switches your save over, and now you're playing on your console. And it's like, yeah, what if you just didn't need the, to actually do the plug-in part? It's like, yeah, yeah you just quick resume and keep going because you're mm-hmm. playing on xCloud. Uh, so there's... I can see the the path there. It's just, do they decide to take it? Yep, yep. And also, I what I I know we beating a dead horse here, but I really like this. It's another good. It's our other podcast name. Yeah, beating a dead horse. <laughs> dead horse beaters. <laughs> <laughs> um, right after after this episode of Game Sleuth, dead horse beaters. These <laughs> <laughs> sounds like like fucking commercials that you hear on like the GTA radio or something. It's a mix of the GTA radio, but also I can hear them happening on like Adult Swim. Yeah, just doing the slow panel pop up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, this kind of put it in perspective the whole Activision Blizzard deal, and it makes the it makes them like you know certain regulatory bodies blocking that for like the cloud gaming reason even more. So ridiculous. One of the first two questions Phil was asked in this interview was about the CMA's decision. Mm-hmm. And I didn't look at the doc, so... Yeah, I don't think it's in here. Okay. Um, he was asked specifically, like, thoughts, I guess, technically, like, what can you legally share? Yeah, like, what... what... Uh, and so he kind of broke it down to, like, you know, they, they've blocked us, we're going to appeal, we're going through the process, yada, yada, yada. There's, like, 14 boards, I think is what he said, that they have to get approvals. They have, like, nine at the moment, and they're, you know, working through the process. Um... But he essentially said they blocked us on a cloud, on the cloud part of it, that we don't think that there's a market for, so we don't know what they're talking about. Essentially, yeah. So he's Which like, that I was guess, kind of... he's like, I guess they think that we have an early, early lead on a market that doesn't exist, but I don't understand how that's blockable. Mm-hmm. So, which is all of our the same things we've said. But it was it was nice to hear it out of Phil, where I go, I don't, you know, Pat, I don't have to run Microsoft. Maybe we can focus on Ubisoft. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say maybe we could run a company. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's what it was. I heard I heard Phil talking and went, "That's me." <laughs> <laughs> All my thoughts are justified. That's what I would say. <laughs> oh. Anyway, let's talk about some more stuff from that interview. In the same kind of funny interview, Phil Spencer also addressed the recent release of Arcane's Redfall. He acknowledged technical issues with the game and a critical response that had Metacritic average 
double digits beneath Microsoft's expectations. He also pointed to misleading marketing efforts as a problem. Quote, I'll even go back to the Redfall videos on IGN of some video of showing videos of the game running at 60 on P- 60 frames per second on PC. I got, I got the hiccups now. It's bugging me. At the point, knowing that the game was going to be around 30 frames per second at launch on console. Like we have to be transparent about what we're showing, showing our transparency just has to be better. And I'm not pointing at anybody but myself. At some point I'll have enough knocks against me that it's somebody else here, and it drives me crazy when we have self-inflicted wounds of putting things out there and communication that's confusing or misleading about what the actual end product is going to be, end quote. Really good quote. Yeah. A little, little bit of, like, hard on the sleeve, mm-hmm. but take your lumps, acknowledge that you fucked up, and move on. Spencer also suggested Microsoft might be more hands-on with games in the future when it acquires them or their studios mid-development. Quote, I think we need to improve on engaging in games that are midway through production when they become part of Xbox. I do think there's a different expectation for a game and even a team when you've been third-party and all of a sudden you become a part of first-party, end quote. Which I think is also true, which was things we've worried about before was like, how much of a hands-on were they going to have? Yeah. Something we said with Halo Infinite, one of their babies, was why are you not down there ripping them apart? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of one of those questions we never had answered is like how unified and how involved is Microsoft? Microsoft Xbox with the studios they've acquired, Bethesda, ZeniMax, Mm -hmm. id, Obsidian, like all of these studios what are you guys actually contributing? Yeah. And if Halo is the example of what you're contributing, you need to contribute better. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting because I think 343 Industries is kind of the telling example so far to where it seems like they were left to their own devices. And then once Halo Infinite didn't do so well, we saw a lot of heads roll where it seemed like Microsoft so might have gone many in. So have left. Yeah, might have gone in and started being like, we're taking over. And I'm I'm on multiple different levels that aren't even related to this topic. I am looking forward to that two-week window of when Armored Core comes out and Starfield comes out. Because I think that... That'll be very interesting to watch. Yeah, that's going to kind of be like a whole litmus test for like so many things. Yeah. Um... So I think it'll be interesting. But man, after Redfall looks like it does, mm-hmm. you're not writing happy checks with people looking at Starfield going, are you sure you're good? Yeah, I, I'm i kind of expecting... I don't know if expecting is the, the way to want to say it. I would not be surprised if we see another Starfield delay. Same. No, I agree with that. I, I would have agreed with that before Redfall, though. Yeah, for sure, but only because but then some more now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For for multiple reasons. Like, like I this mean, is this Redfall and this combined with has almost made me wonder if they delay it another year. Yeah, where before I would have been like, I could see it getting delayed till the spring. It'd be a, it'd be a hell of a miss to do it, and you'd be losing a lot of sales because you're you know holidays and yada yada. But I wouldn't have been surprised just based on normal track records of them being like, ah, we're going to push it. Yeah. I could see them 
I could see them delaying it and then this also pulling like every available team in on it to to this also happening a month before their showcase. Yeah. Is very interesting for what that means because most of the time the showcases what what they want to show and whatever are done by now. Mm -hmm. Like they're in production phases of we've got all the scripts. Let's get the videos together, get all the editing working and they're they're getting ready to have the showcase like built slash finalized like their ideas are usually finalized i'm wondering if this has gotten to the point now where they've gone back to look at those with his comments about we need to be more forward with what we're showing and consistent Mm -hmm. and like not bullshitting people if that has now gone through and he's like you can't put that in there you have to put this this needs to be in here like no more of this bullshit so the optimist the sliver of optimist inside me that is not a big sliver hopes that what the situation is with starfield specifically is that they over over like prepared for it so when they did the delay till when's it come out september yeah it really only needed like six months and they said no you take the full year, yeah, 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 and you make sure it's absolutely perfect. That there's definitely that would be the hope, yeah. But there's also the moments where we watched Fallout seventy six get announced, mm-hmm. and the oil tycoon himself was just ripping bong cloud takes. <laughs> we kind of I had this conversation at work today about um, does anybody else me, there know know the oil tycoon about no. <laughs> Well, it kind of it. I it was in my head the whole time, but I didn't bring it up. But we were talking about from software and Miyazaki, and how there's not a lot of um, Western equivalents anymore of like someone who is like always the dude in charge of the game and has a clear vision. And there's like that one, the one guy. There's three people by name I can think of. Okay, let's see what who you come or, up. Sorry, with. four. Four people, not not Western necessarily. I just mean like in, in overall. Yeah. So the Miyazaki, only mm-hmm. Kojima, yep, Howard, yep, and then um, the writing brothers for GTA, whose name, who's only one oh left. yeah, that's a good one. That's only a good one. one left. We were thinking Corey, Corey Barlog as well, or Bell. What's Barlog? Barlog, right? Yeah. Bell Bellog. No, no. Bellog is Indiana Jones, and and the Balrog. Is- <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, Barlog, um, Barlog. Uh, but even that, yeah, is, isn't necessarily true either anymore. Because after he rebirthed Kratos, he moved he to a different project, moved on, yep, and handed it off. Vince Zampella would be the other person that you would be looking at, except mm-hmm. now he is strung all over the place. Yeah, he's kind of a step above. He so, used to be right in it, and now and not. and like Todd is kind of like kind of above it as well. Yeah, so. Because he only he only has true Bethesda projects, yeah, which are your Fallout's, your Elder Scrolls, and Fallout in space. Yeah, I don't. I'm the Starfield showcase will be. It'll be very interesting. Will be interesting. The but that will be interesting. But the entire now with this, the entire Xbox thing is going to get fine tooth combed, as it should. From hopefully from a uh, excuse me production standpoint, but from a fan standpoint, mm-hmm. if they see one thing that goes, 
that's 30 frames that's 60 frames like they're diving in now the thing i will say about xbox and it's probably because of phil spencer is they always pivot faster than sony does like they yes they pivot quick which goes also to the thing to to bring it full circle it goes back to exactly what we were talking about with the device yeah they always their their war table of mission plans and everything are meant to be hot swapped to constantly yeah they are able to adapt very fast for a big company for yeah they're not trying to turn a ship in the Suez Canal that doesn't fit. You know what I mean? They're not trying to evergreen that shit. They just have, rather than one big ship with all the cargo, they're like 300 ships that are one 300th the size just flying around. Yeah. They say turn left and they all go, Wee! they're gone. <laughs> uh, not, so Not in the Suez Canal go, you're good. You're good. You're good. Ah, fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, so just a lot of things to watch, I guess. Keep All right, um, Redfall. Do you think they abandon it, or do you think they clean it, scrub it, make it nice? I say they give it till Halloween. Okay. Because I feel like that's their... They probably have something planned, some big whatever. Mm. I think it's dead by the end of the year. I think the rumor is, I think, I've seen rumors, which rumors are rumors, that Arcane's already moved on as well. Oh, I, I would 100% believe that. But I mean, like, when I say dead by the end of the year, I don't mean they turn the servers off by the end of the year. Mm. I'm talking your concurrent players are sub 1,000 by the end of the year. Yeah. Which is terrible, by the way. Yeah. All right. We good? And then by this time next year, we hit New Babylon numbers. If they're lucky. Yeah, is like, New yeah, World yeah, it, still around? Yeah, yeah. Well, New Babylon has server shut down. Yeah. <laughs> the last three people playing the game. <laughs> I'll never give up. <laughs> I will never surrender. Anyway, yeah, let's move on. Yeah, we got some, basically everything else we're going to rip through. Wow, that's not even, that's a fake one. That's empty. Oh. <laughs> There's one. I, I, I can't wait till we get to number seven. Yeah. <laughs> Just gonna remove that. Um we're we on three. Uh new details have emerged from the Riot Games gender discrimination case, with a report saying that one thousand five hundred and forty eight women will receive compensation. The payments are part of the one hundred million dollar settlement from a twenty eighteen class action lawsuit over allegations of gender discrimination, sexual harassment, and a toxic work culture of at the League of Legends firm. Uh, under terms of the agreement, any of the 1,548 women who worked for the company will receive an initial payment of between 2,000, wow, I can't read tonight, between 2,500 to $5,000. Additional payments could extend up to $40,000 depending on the recipient's employment status and tenure. The filing also shows seven women chose to opt out of the settlement. It's a lot of, it's a lot of women. That is a lot of women. Um, also, while it's seven, chose to opt out. Yeah, it's that's very just, strange. Just seven. Just seven. Do you think they still work there, and they were afraid of retaliation of some kind? Maybe, or maybe they're former, and they're just like, I don't care anymore. 
Yeah, or maybe they they were never experienced any of that, and they said, "Oh, I don't, I don't think I deserve yeah, this." I don't know. Maybe that all could be many, many reasons yeah, why we're we're spitballing here. Hapui. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'd be very curious if you surveyed that same amount of women. Mm-hmm. The 1500? Yeah, 1548. Um, not necessarily the same amount. The same exact women. In two years, has it gotten better? Yeah. I would suspect. Because I'm always, I'm always curious. Yeah. yeah. You would hope that it From, would. You, you would. Yes, yeah. obviously you would hope that. But it's the same thing where you go, yeah, but did a bunch of the people that were like that were abusers actually leave? Did they actually learn not to be shitty, or are they still there? And this was almost treated closer to like hush money than actual corrective action. Yeah. So I, I I'm just like curious of it. Like, are we in two years going to hear that riots in a shit show again? Yeah, because they haven't actually actually fixed the problem. It's kind of one of those weird situations where I feel like in our present um, time, our present state of society and climate, that people don't change. Right. I feel, I don't know why, but I have that sentiment where people are. Well, sometimes you get the double down now. Yeah. That's a good point where it's just like extremists. And it's not like, you know, the good double down. Wait, what? What's the name of the uh, fast food meal? Is Is it not a double down? I don't know. That sounds some sound. There's something called a double down, I think. 
There's a double double. There's a double double. But was a double down, double decker. Was a double down a Wendy's thing? Taco Bell? Double down. I'll Google it. Because I know it's not the Taco Bell box that rocks. The $5 box, the box that rocks. Charles Barkley. Didn't know that was a thing. What? Double down KFC. Oh, okay. There it was. Yeah. Is that the one that was like disgusting though? Is that the is the double down KFC the two chicken patties as the bun? <laughs> Came back March sixth. Um, yeah, chicken sandwich. I think right. Me, yeah, but like it's it's two chicken patties as the bun. There's no bun. That is correct. It's chicken, chicken. The chicken is the bun. Yes. And I believe it came back March 6th. What because is if this? You... Look at this fucking monstrosity. This is going... It's disgusting. This... It's... Let me just... Let me tell you what this is. Now, hold on. Before you before you say that, the reason it came back March 6th, I'm almost positive, was because it was part of the Diablo pre-order. That if you went and got a double down from KFC, you got into the early beta access weekend for They're Diablo really 4. trying to perpetuate that fucking sweaty, greasy gamer thing, aren't they? Yeah. Well... Listen, KFC also came out with a game console that was an air fryer. So, like, what do you want? So it is. The bun is two pieces of chicken that are that are crispy, like fried. Yeah, yeah. typical KFC chicken. It has bacon. Yep. Cheese. Yep. And what I'm assuming is mayo. Yeah, or some type of typical sauce. Could be like that ketchup mayo sauce or something. This is like this is in the same league as the baconator. Th- th- no, this is more disgusting. More disgusting, which is, but like which is impressive. But both of them, you eat them, and it, you, you could kill you. It could kill you on the you spot. Know, but you know the funny thing is, they kill you in different ways. They do because that double down just saps all the water out of your body, and you shrivel up and become dehydrated like a prune and die. Mm-hmm. The baconator allows Tur- your turns heart your to, your heart can't pump anything oh, anymore. Because I mean, it's just clogged. <laughs> could be. I was going to say it turns your internals into a slip and slide. <laughs> uh, it's Taco Bell. Yeah, I mean, they all do that to me now. So It depends on what I get sometimes. I also haven't had... I'm usually pretty good about avoiding fast food for a while, and yeah. Burger King is my go-to now, and I, I, I play it careful. Uh, yeah, Burger King, Burger King is the safest one for me, I've noticed. Um, Especially because their new chicken sandwiches are actually pretty good. Yes. Uh not to, to I don't know what it is with McDonald's, but like, f- like ten minutes after you McDonald's, like clockwork, I, I have to fuck. You know what's the funny? to the bathroom. So you know what the funny thing is about that? I haven't had McDonald's in the longest amount of time because none of them hmm. are in good spots. Where if I pulled in to then leave, none of them are either on the way where I'm going. It's on the other side of the road. Like oh yeah because yeah I'd have to be going to your house mm-hmm. which why would I go to McDonald's and then your house yep the one at, in by work is, is across a the street. shit show it is and Burger King's way easier to get way easier to get yeah. through and that McDonald's is in a nightmarish with the, like the four corners and it's, and it's like squeezed in there that's oh, the one that's God, like squeezed so, in there it's so yeah. bad um then there's the one in north on the north side by Price Shopper. Well, guess what? If I go to that one, then I have to turn right out of it to go down to the light to turn back around because I'm not crossing four lanes of traffic to turn back. Yep. So there's there just becomes and and where's that Burger King? Whoop, whoop. Yep. In and out. <laughs> and 
somehow whoever came up with this, whoever was in charge of Burger King placement, placed Burger Kings perfectly, and the person that placed McDonald's sociopath. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've been like craving the burgers. one in New Hartford is the only one. That's by like the mall. Of, yeah, is the only McDonald's that I could justify, except. I would have to go around to make the easy turn in or cross two lanes of traffic to pull in there. Yeah. That one's always... Every time I've ever gone to that one, which it's been probably years now, it always has fucking issues of some kind. The only time was when I would leave work and I'd stop in. But here's the kick with that. You know where that Burger King and that Wendy's are? Right across the street. So when you're going down, you pull in, and then you pull back out. Guess what? The genius move? You just turn right, go down into the mall, turn back around, boom, another light, you're out of there. Yeah. You're gone. Yep. It's just so much more convenient and simple, I don't yes. understand. Anyway, you want to talk about uh, Wall Street? Sure. According to the Wall Street Journal, or at least that anyway, Unity is cutting another 600 employees in its third round of layoffs in less than a year. The cuts equal about 8% of the company's headcount and will leave it with roughly 7,000 employees worldwide. Additionally, Unity is looking to reduce its physical footprint, cutting down its current 58 offices worldwide to fewer than 30 over the upcoming years. Unity CEO said, it's all, quote, it's all about setting ourselves up for higher growth, end quote, saying the cuts will look to reduce the number of middle management layers in the organization. Unity is planning to have employees return to in-office work at less, at least three days a week starting in September. What's up with these big companies and their obsession with returning to work? They bought office buildings and can't find a way to sell them. Nate coming in with a logical answer. If you want my most like logical answer is that they literally they made giant they have them and they, they they're, they're like real estate these. investments and they don't know what to do with them. Yeah, motherfuckers, motherfucker. That's probably it though, because like all the small companies I know, like local businesses and whatnot. Who had like a single building or a couple buildings, or like we're renting an office? Yeah, place. they they dropped them real quick because they're like, oh, fucking save money on this. Yeah, why why bother? Mm-hmm. Especially if your thing becomes well, I might only need a conference room mm-hmm. once every two months. Okay, well then just go to one of the places that's like a rent a conference room building and just do that. Yeah, amazing. But I th- I think for these big companies, that's a large part of it. Yeah. Could be. In like three years, are we just going to have like a barren wasteland of giant buildings? We already do. Malls are already. Oh, yeah. They're in rough shape. So close to that. They're in rough shape. It's kind of like depressing. Is it? It is in that like. In a nostalgic way, it's depressing. Yes, but at the same time, like all these, like the majority of these buildings are just no, no one's. They're not going to want to that take lower rents, that type of thing, and they're just literally going to just degrade into to worthless. The so what I think you and I would both rather see destroy the building, sell the property, and rezone it, redevelop it. As like more housing, or just or use whatever. it for something just useful. Yes, yeah, something. But whatever. Um, number five in a Washington Post article detailing morale issues across Meta, 
The paper sources said Meta has a problem with new Quest owners only using the headsets for a few weeks. Additionally, consumers who use the devices also migrated to third-party virtual reality apps instead of Horizon Worlds, the tech firm's own VR app. A former employee critical of the company said it built multiple devices and had teams working on multiple versions of existing hardware concurrently since it ramped up development and research following its acquisition of Oculus. They said at one point that it's a it's clearly a software company trying to work on hardware because you know they have multiple. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, the entire thing doesn't surprise me. No, entire. it all makes sense. I mean, that's kind of the that's the the joke about the VR headsets is everyone gets them, myself included, uses it for a couple weeks, and then it just collects dust. Yeah. And it you know goes, what? Goes... You know what speaks to the issue with Meta is a couple weeks ago, I pulled out my headset because I was like, I'm going to use it for something. I think I was I was thinking about using it for sim racing oh. or I was going to replay Half-Life Alex. Can't remember what it was. Something along those lines. And I hooked it up and I went to go update it and I went to go use it and it wouldn't fucking work because it's the Rift S and it's the bastard stephead, the redhead stepchild of the Oculus family. Oh, as far as Meta's concerned. Yeah. And it wouldn't update and it just, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't care that much. And I just unplugged it all and threw it back in the box. Yeah. It VR for me is still at that point where it's a novelty, not a, not a need. Mm-hmm. And other than one-off games, Alex, uh, super hot, a couple other yeah. things, they still haven't made a compelling thing to actually make somebody use it for more than a month. Yeah, it's got to be... Um, it, like Stuff isn't being developed for it fast enough to say, okay, yeah, you use it for this month, and then in two months, a new thing comes out, and you're going to want to use it for that month for that. Like, yeah. There's no... Honestly, I think there's... I know the sim racing community probably has like one of the bigger um, use cases, like footprints for yeah. VR. But I mean, the headsets are easily two generations removed from being like mainstream usable. I think I, I agree, especially at price point too. Yeah, which I mean, into Meta's credit, they're kind of pushing that fold with the the cheap, accessible headsets, but. They're just not quite. Yeah, they're there also yet. limiting themselves at the same time. Yeah, they're just not quite there yet. Number six, former BioWare writer. Are we talking about the WGA? No. Uh, former BioWare writer David Gator Gator said on Twitter that writing is undervalued because everyone thinks they can do it, and in the game industry in particular, it seems secondary to disciplines that require real skills like art or programming. He continued, "Quote." Even Bioware, which built its success on a reputation for good stories and characters, slowly turned from a company that vocally valued its writers to one where we were quietly resented. With a reliance on expensive narrative seen as the albatross holding the company back. Maybe that sounds like a heavy charge, but it's what I distinctly felt up until I left in 2016. Suddenly, all anyone in charge was asking was, how do we have less writing? A good story would simply happen via magic wand rather than be something that needed support and priority, end quote. Uh, that checks out with everything we saw come out from around that time and since then, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. The writer's strike is what prompted all this. I say, and also funny enough, uh, is it WGA? Is it the Writer Guild of America? 
I think so. Sounds right. I don't know. Um, I'm not sure, is, though. Uh, currently on strike, and if anybody t- thinks that writers aren't needed, holy shit, watch Lost Season 2. When this happened the last time, oh, God, the things that came out were terrible. Yep. That was the uh, second season of Heroes, which was oh, 11 was episodes. Heroes, I believe, not Lost. Yeah. Well, Lost, I think, also was happening. It was Lost, same time. Same time. I, think it, I think it did suffer the same same effects. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of lot of examples of bad writing happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, as much as we like to complain. It? There's a show that's finishing filming with no showrunners because of the writer's strike. Nice. And I'm like, that's going to be interesting. Um, as much as we complain about writing on here, obviously neither one of us. We are both qualified to run million-dollar companies and billion-dollar companies, but we are uh, also smart enough to understand that we need to hire writers because no fucking way are we writing the game. No. Uh, we could give you a... We could give you storyboard ideas, yeah. but we're not writing them. Yeah. Which is why I always will argue that The Last of Us Part Two should have ended a different way. Yep. I can end the game for you because I think you did mainly fine up until that point and just with like some weird pacing problems but not writing problems. So, yeah, there's, there are always, like, complaints with writing. There always will be. Technically, it's always opinion pieces of somebody telling you a story. Especially if you decided for some reason to build up a story in your head of how something should have happened. I've been more critical of WoW's writing than I ever have of any other game, period. Mm. Because I think they hard fumble characters sometimes. Um, But at the same time, like, I'd rather actually have those writers than... The alternative. Yeah. Chat GPT writing my video games. Yeah. Yeah. Which that's. Yep. I don't even want to think about it. Yep. Oh, boy. Rumor roundup. Rumor roundup. Rumor roundup. Some of these. This first one right off the bat. um, I threw in the rumors because I will believe it when I see it. No. All right. According to PlayStation's Herman Hulst, always a great name. Uh, their live service games will target different genres, release schedules, and audiences. Sure. He also said PC releases of said games will be handled on a case by case basis. So here's the funny thing in that entire sentence: yes. I believe the entire thing. Okay. I believe that they will come up with a live service game or two that they will definitely target target different genres audiences and release schedules because they'd be unbelievably more on it to release them at the same time. And that, yes, they will treat a PC as a case by case basis. Just both times those cases might be no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll release the PC version years later. Yeah. 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 I that's don't, what, the different I mean, genre like, things is the one where I'm like, I don't believe you. What you think two shooters? I think there'll be, I think they'll try to argue that they're different genres or they'll try to market them as different genres. But then when you play the games, they'll probably be like, these mm, okay. seem a lot alike. I, I could see it if we go super top level and say two shooters, but I could also see it where they're like, here's a live service battle royale mm. and here's extraction style, like PVPVE type thing. You know, Heartland is what trying to, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, according to well-known industry insider Shinobi. Hey, there are plenty of development teams ready to show off their upcoming games. Man. And this was Sony again. I was to say, okay, because if you just left that at that sentence, I'd be like, Matt, we need to talk about what you decided to put in this document. Yeah. 
this was in regards to uh, a potential PlayStation showcase, like yeah. what we'd see in the summer. Um, and he was saying that, like, now, like, every team has is ready to yeah, go. Yeah, which they should be because they've been quiet for long enough at this point. Mm-hmm. A Reddit user claiming to be a GameStop employee shared evidence that GameStop has Assassin's Creed Mirage scheduled for an August release. Let's not push that. Uh, I also saw a rumor, I think last week, that Mirage was getting put into Infinity? Infinite? The Assassin's Creed thing? Whatever. Yes is the answer, because it's Halo Infinite, but then they've also mentioned Infinite. They've also mentioned Infinity, so... I don't know. Whatever it's called. But that's what we also assumed would happen, is that Mirage would be a part of that. Uh, Microsoft might have teased a Forza Motorsport summer release on their Twitter exchanges. Let's go! That um, would actually be hype, because they don't have anything right now. Yeah. And it was it was like a... It was the Forza, I think, Twitter account going back and forth with like a developer. It's, from... a, good, it's a good feel-good summer game, too. Yeah, it is. It's a good one. Um... The PlayStation 5 Pro is real, and development kits of the console will be sent out to developers soon, according to known leaker Tom Henderson. Uh, Quote, Insider Gaming can report with a 100% degree of certainty that the PlayStation 5 Pro is currently in development. End quote. Whatever. Wasting time. Yep. Haven't even leveraged the main, main parts of the PlayStation 5 yet. Yep. A new Xbox Game Pass video advertisement shows a bunch of games either available or due to be available this year. Uh, and Hellblade 2 Senua Saga was in there. You want to talk about believe it when you see it things? That's... There you go. This, this game, there's probably... There's two off the top of my head that irritate me when I hear them mentioned. This one and Fable. Not Skull and Bones, which has gone silent now. I don't care. I don't give a fuck about Skull and Bones. Like, have you, but have you noticed that? I did. And they've, they've gone silent. Yes. Like, what are what are those French people up to? Shit in their pants. That's what they're up to. Grommet. Um, the Asus uh, Republic of Gamers. Do you? What do you say? Rog? 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 Like, I don't like that. Ass Rog. Asses Rog. <laughs> um. <laughs> The Asus uh, ROG Ally PC handheld device will start selling at five ninety nine. I mean, truthfully, you could probably just cut ROG out of it. Yeah. Uh, according to a respected leaker, compared to the higher-end version, it has a standard AMD Ryzen Z1 APU, not the extreme, and a smaller SSD at 256 gigs. So this is just competing with the leak story that we had of the same price and a smaller hard drive? Um, I think the last leak we had was the price for the high-end version wasn't it which was 7.99 oh maybe. or 6.99 6.99 this solely exists to upsell i think okay um the f- old soda fountain trick yep official support for world of warcraft classic hardcore realms could very well be announced soon as spotted by various outlets including icy veins is that like a thing fan site blizzard like has wowhead okay Blizzard has added a reference to a hardcore server type in the game database table of patch 10.0.7 build 482295. We'll see. We will see. Would you get in on the hardcore? Nope, absolutely not. Yeah, I don't know why anyone would do that. Fucking psychos. Masochists, they like pain. They play WoW. Sickos. 
Yeah, those wild people. I just acknowledge. I acknowledge. Fucking I, weirdo. I acknowledge where my limits. My limit of pain stops. <laughs> they don't. Yeah. He has a healthy maintain. Uh, most, he health healthfully maintains his addiction. Also, most of them are streamers. You want great content? Play a hardcore mm. character. That's a fair point. No, let's talk about some questionable things because we talked about Xbox long enough. Number one, the Media Indie Exchange and Guerrilla Collective 2023 Showcase is set to take place from Wednesday, June 7th to Tuesday, June 13th. Long time. That is a long time. Bungie has won yet another lawsuit against a Destiny 2 cheat seller called Veteran Cheats and was awarded $12 million in damages. Stop cheating. 2K has announced that the Nintendo Switch version of Marvel's Midnight Suns has been canceled. Additionally, 2K said that on May 11th, the title will launch on the Xbox One and PlayStation 4 consoles. R.I.P. Nintendo Switch. Number four, <laughs> composer Ryo Nakamutsu Nagamatsu. Added an extra U in there. Uh, the composer for Mario Kart 8 and Splatoon 3 has left Nintendo, so... Uh, I don't know what that means. Oh, Number right. five, Japanese developer Monolith Soft, best known for... Never mind. Best known for the Xenoblade Chronicles series and support development on Zelda Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom has increased the wages for all of its employees as well as starting salaries for new hires. So if you need a new job, reach out to Monolith Soft. <laughs> Number six, the Super Mario Bros. movie has generated over $1 billion at the global box office. That's a lot of money. Can your calculator show that many zeros? You know what? <laughs> Number seven. <laughs> Phoenix Labs, the developer behind Dauntless, has cut 9% of their workforce to focus on less development projects. If you need a new job, don't go to Phoenix Labs. Number eight. Ukraine joins the list of countries that have approved Microsoft's proposal to acquire Activision Blizzard. I'm happy they are paying attention to the important things. <laughs> Number nine, <laughs> Biomutant is coming to Switch on November 30th. You guys remember that game? You're like I... a raccoon. Number 10, Fall Guys is getting a level editor to build custom rounds on May 10th. Surprised I didn't already have that. Number 11, Hogwarts Legacy earned over $1 billion and sold 15 million units. A little slow there, J.K. Rowling. A small <laughs> Italian plumber beat you. With a pipe. In one weekend. Number 12, Sony announced on the PlayStation blog that Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered will be soon available for standalone purchase on the PlayStation Store. Cool. Great game. Number 13, the game director on the Titanfall series, Steve Fukuda, is working on an original new IP. Respawn Entertainment's Vince Zampella has revealed. Number 14, Razer makes sunglasses now. Number 15. <laughs> the glasses are a collaboration with Retro Super Future. Opens uh, in a new tab. Why? <laughs> what? What fucking copy paste job is that? <laughs> Why'd you Ron Burgundy me? You fuck. I was wondering. Uh, an Italian brand that focuses on out of the box eyewear. They are hideous and cost two hundred and forty dollars. How much RGB did they have? Zero. Not. A they razor, literally not a just look like a slab not with a lenses product. in it. Not a razor product. That seemed to be everyone's response. I'll pull up photo while you continue. If they don't have the most light show shit on them, like you're at Ultra, then I don't want them. Number 15, Ukraine's army is experimenting with using Steam decks to remote control gun turrets. Because why the fuck not? <laughs> Number 16, The Last of Us show is averaging 32 million views per episode. Matt, how many views is that? What? 
Never mind. The answer was a lot. Yeah. Uh, number 17, Play Playon, formerly Coke Media, is restructuring its games publishing business, which is expected to result in layoffs. Sources told GameIndustry.biz that the aim is to produce fewer titles at a higher quality. Going for the quality over quantity, which uh, Embracer Group does not understand how that works. Embracer Group says, I want both at the same time, and I have nothing but quantity right now. Fuck you. Are you looking up the glasses still? Those aren't Razor. I'm disappointed in them. They lost their way. I had an RGB toaster from them, and this is what we're stepping down to? They're fucking, I don't know. Their toaster put the three-headed snake in the bread. I didn't and know. now we're just on basic sunglasses. They're like a fashion That open in a now. new tab. Can you believe that? <laughs> uh, I believe it. I didn't realize. They actually have more than one pair of sunglasses. I didn't know that they. The oh, those are the reason. smart glasses. Okay, never mind. Oh. Anyway, it's been, uh, it's been seven days. So what has. you been up to? Um, playing Star Wars, Jedi Survivor. What color is your lightsaber? Cyan. Is that how you say that? Cyan? Cyan. 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 That's why I said it the first time. Yeah. Like Saigon. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went with, uh, I went with Cyan. I, I, yeah. Yeah. What color is yours? Uh, not, I guess it would be orange. Orange. I, I, yeah. yeah. Thought about going with white. I debated that too. I can't pick red. Game doesn't let me be red. That's it's such bullshit because you know when you get red, new game plus they give you red. Oh, of course, yeah. You want to know when I'm not going to use red? <laughs> new game plus. Game you red. know what I'm not going to do play yeah, new, game, new plus. game plus. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I went. I went orange. Um, I never. I've. Is there a this this will be a question for you, Star Wars nerd? Is there a Pottermore for Star Wars? Well, they changed they retconned how lightsabers work because was yeah that's true they did retcon that I forgot yeah. about that. Used to you used to you used to be able to pick what color your lightsaber was based on what crystal you put in it. Yeah, but then they retconned it so that all lightsaber crystals are carbon kyber crystals. And then that crystal changes based on your attunement with the force. Right. Which then I don't know where the scale lies. As far as like color? Yeah. Because if red is just evil, that's a really weird scale. Yeah. That's one color evil. The rest, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, as far as I know, there outside of red being bad, I don't think there is a significance for anything else. Because I thought there used to be. There was there was at one point it was like a it was an indicator of like what your role was in the yeah in the, the protectors order. and warriors yeah and, uh, like yellow was Jedi Sentinel green was a counselor blue was a guardian so like purple was purple was weird purple was Maze Windu <laughs> just Maze Windu yeah what was Keanu Mundi's green was he green I think so. Wait, I, for some reason I thought it was blue for a second, but it might be. he he might be blue. Kit Fisto's green. Kit Fisto's definitely green. 
It's a great yeah, name. It is. It's he's green. <laughs> he's clearly his lightsaber's green. He's green. Um, <laughs> he's got a fucking long head. Clearly he's his, blue. <laughs> his might be yellow. Katamudi's? Yeah. I don't know though. I'm just gonna see if I can find like a quick a quick hit list of lightsaber, lightsaber colors. colors. Yeah. Well, like I, I don't think something though. Obviously, purple showed up with Mace Window, and I don't think any weird colors really showed up. Until, White has not shown up, uh, movie, movie-wise. N- yeah. I mean, all the other colors, I think, first appeared in video games. Like, all the weird colors, other than... Okay. White was definitely... Um, I think I think white, actually, the first time it showed up was in either the Nice to Republic comic book or um, The Old Republic. Uh, lightsaber color wielders. <laughs> wielders. Um, other than that, I did buy. I I got. A, I finished. What book was I reading? I was reading uh a book by Brent Spiner, who it plays Data in Star Trek. Yes, the one with the dramatic reading of... Yeah, I finished that. And then uh, they were running a sale. I was looking for another history book. And they I they were running a sale on, on audiobooks, and I got um, The Rise and Fall of the Third Reich for five bucks. So that's another 60-hour history book to listen to. And uh, other than that, that's about it. Watching some anime. It's all trash anime. Haven't started any good ones. Playing video games. Playing Star Wars. Keanu Moody was was blue in the films, purple in his youth. Ah, they gave him the old purple. Purple, apparently. I mean, these fan theories got to fucking calm down. Oh, yeah, of course. Blue are the most common among the Jedi, favored by Jedi Guardians. Typically, a blue saber indicates that the user is highly skilled in battle and were known as the best fighters in the Order. Green is for sabers that, uh, people that prefer communication to combat and are often strong with the Force. Red, Sith. Purple indicate that Jedi holding them fights with an aggressive style and understands both the light and dark side of the Force. White, Ahsoka Tano, Black, Tar, the old Tar Vizsla. Tar, the Darksaber. The first Mandalorian child in the Jedi Order, known as the Darksaber. I don't, I feel like, did... And then Orange, are the newest in canon. Really? No. And then Ray's... Orange, Orange is 100% the Old Republic. Yeah. Because that was one of the collector edition yeah. perks was getting that orange lightsaber. And I rack I rock an orange kyber crystal in my Sith on Old Republic. Hell yeah. Anyway. How have you been enjoying the game? Um, I've been liking it. I actually left work early today so I can get a good chunk of time and you work Dodger. I was not feeling it this week and I was like, I'm gonna leave and I left, and I got home around two, and I played for about two hours. 
which I've just been like kind of piecemealing like at 30 minutes here. You know, it seems to be 30 minutes to an hour a night is what I can I can play. See, you say that also there's enough like rest areas in this game mm-hmm. where I feel like it very much works in that favor. Yes, but. Oh, all right. Never mind. I've been having an issue. I hasn't happened. Maybe the patch fixed it. But one of the first nights I played, the game was not saving. Oh, that's weird. So, like, I lost, like, 30 minutes to an hour of progress when I went back to it because it didn't save. So I had to replay, like, the whole... You want to know the only time I've lost 30 minutes so far? I'm fucking stupid and forgot that I opened up shortcuts and didn't realize I walked past all of them. Oh, yeah, okay. Until I literally got to the next spot and turned around, I was like, that was the short. Wait, where does that take me? And then I see the rest area, literally the other end of the shortcut, and I go, I'm an idiot. I'm not a fan of the fact that you can just like breeze by shortcuts and not open them. Also true. Yep. But uh, there's just a lot to the. I mean, the combat I feel like is improved for sure. Um, yeah, I, I just wish it ran better. I mean, I think I think the majority of my complaints could be solved if it just ran better. Uh, yeah. So far, that is also true for me, and I'm only like. Like, I guess, probably 30 minutes to an hour ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only concern, which we talked about earlier, is I'm I'm slightly concerned about pacing, um, but I, you know, won't know I, until we get into it. Pacing for sure, but also, uh, spoilers, earmuffs. The same conversation we had of, I gotta stop, 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 I gotta stop him. Planet alone? I don't know. That sounds pretty good. Fuck the rest of the galaxy. And you're just like, what? That's such a weird pivot in the last five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, earmuffs off. So, yeah, that's all. That's just... I didn't I didn't really even think about it until... I Like, it caught me off guard a little bit at that moment. Because mm. it was the other people in the conversation having that. Yeah. And then he kind of had it. It was like, yeah, that would sound good. And I just wanted to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Like if the conversation becomes you just shuttle people there and you become Harriet Tubman of of space, yeah, then fine, I get that. But that doesn't sound like what you want to do, Kale. Mm-hmm. Kale, Kith. He does say, "Everyone, who are you? I'm Kale. <laughs> I'm Kale. I'm Kale. Put a fucking name tag on." He's pretty. He's pretty close to being in a Bond problem. Yeah. My name is Bond. James Bond. My name is Cal. Cal Castus. And this is BD1. Or is it BD? Is it BD? Then, it's BD1. Yeah, yeah, BD1. Uh, and then that happens. Then they walk to the next person in the cantina. Hey, I'm Cal. Cal Castus. And this is BD1. I fucking heard you just say it to that person. I know who you are. Uh, Don't remember what the name of that one droid is, but she's pretty cool. Z? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't. Z's like down to earth and just kind of like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm here to do things. What do you mean everybody's dead? <laughs> and then, I like, and then it, two seconds later. Well, that happened, I guess. Anyway. I like the bartender droid. Yes, he's very cool. Yeah, he's pretty dope. Um, Yeah. What do you got going on other than Star Wars? Star Wars, yep. Wow, Patch has existed now it's it's landed it has landed i've been playing that 
the full season fun begins on Tuesday. World first race starts. World first race starts. Any any wild uh, revelations from the new patch dropping? Not till next week. Okay. This has just been a. The new race is pretty cool. Called mm-hmm. the the Niffin. Okay. N i f f e n. Uh, they're like Canadians. <laughs> Mid- <laughs> All right. Mid- Midwestern Canadians. Oh, they have accents. Yeah, they got a little bit of like almost like Youpers, the Upper Peninsula people. <laughs> they're like kind of like, kind of in that territory where it's like you're not sure they're not they're Canadian in the way that they're not French, but they're very very polite about everything. Uh-huh. But they're Youpers in the way that they're just like weird. And they clearly have they're just they're like slightly off, slightly off, but like super friendly of like oh. Oh, don't you know we're all we're all just best friends here, mm-hmm. and <laughs> there's a whole barter system in the game now with these people because okay. they love they love to barter. All right, they they're sniffers because they're basically mole people. Okay, and they dig in the ground and everything. Yeah. And there's this they are constantly going around going. <laughs> I smell it. Oh, you got a nice smell on you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So getting creepy. They're a lot of fun though. Um But yeah, it's just, you know, typical do quests, hang out with them, party time, and then when the patch hits next week is new raid, new dungeons, new new farm time. New stuff. Yeah. This is this is like we started the birthday party, mm-hmm. but the cake comes out next week. Ah, cake and ice cream is next week. Good analogy. Right now, we're just like pinning tails on donkeys and playing dizzy bat, riding around with the uh, what are those thing called streamer blower things. Oh, I thought you were going for like the sleeve freeze pops. Oh yeah, I'd take those too. Or like, oh, you remember the old uh, the what are they called like jugs? The barrel, oh yeah, the, yep. the plastic barrel, mm-hmm. sugar waters, yeah, sugar, just sugar, dyed sugar, sugar water, <laughs> yeah, sugar in a can. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean that's really been it so far. But now, now I continue to prepare and go off into that wild blue yonder, <laughs> <laughs> known as the next patch. The next patch, will he survive? With a Friday off, who knows? Oh I might god. not. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, that's really it. Anything else? I do not. Alright, cool. Then and we will see you in seven days. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.